0: Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode, I'm gonna be talking to you about diabetic retinopathy. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash diabetic retinopathy or in the ophthalmology section of the second edition of the Zero to Finals Medicine book. And you can find flashcards and questions to train your knowledge on this content and help you remember the information for longer at members.zerodefinals.com. So let's get straight into it. Diabetic retinopathy involves damage to the retinal blood vessels due to prolonged high blood sugar levels in diabetes. Let's start with the pathophysiology. Hyperglycemia, which is a high blood glucose level, damages the small vessels in the retina at the back of the eye particularly the endothelial cells of these blood vessels. Increased vascular permeability leads to leaking blood vessels, blot hemorrhages and hard exudates on the retina. Hard exudates are yellow-white deposits of lipids and proteins on the retina. Damage to the blood vessel walls leads to microaneurysms and venous beading. Microaneurysms are small bulges in the blood vessel walls. Venous beading is where the walls of the veins of the retina are no longer straight and parallel and they look more like a string of beads or a string of sausages. Damage to nerve fibers in the retina causes fluffy white patches called cotton wool spots. Intraretinal microvascular abnormalities or IMRA refers to dilated and tortuous capillaries on the retina. These can act as a shunt between the arterial and the venous vessels in the retina, meaning that blood flows directly from the arterial to the venous vessels. Neovascularization involves the release of growth factors which stimulates new blood vessel development. Let's go through the grading. Diabetic retinopathy is graded based on the findings on fundoscopy examination. Background diabetic retinopathy involves microaneurysms, retinal hemorrhages, hard exudates and cotton wool spots. Pre-proliferative diabetic retinopathy involves venous beading, multiple blot hemorrhages and intra microvascular abnormality or IMRA. And proliferative diabetic retinopathy involves neovascularization and vitreous hemorrhage. Diabetic maculopathy also exists separately and involves exudates within the macula and macular edema. A tom tip for you, the main distinction is between non-proliferative, which includes background and pre-proliferative, and proliferative diabetic retinopathy. The key feature of proliferative diabetic retinopathy is the development of new blood vessels or neovascularization. Let's go through the complications. The complications of diabetic retinopathy are vision loss, retinal detachment, vitreous hemorrhage, or bleeding into the vitreous humor, rubiosis iridis, which is new blood vessel formation in the iris which can lead to neovascular glaucoma, optic neuropathy, and cataracts. Finally, let's talk about management. Non-proliferative diabetic retinopathy requires close monitoring and careful diabetes control. Treatment options for proliferative diabetic retinopathy are panretinal photocoagulation, which is laser treatment to suppress new blood vessel formation, anti-VEGF medications by intravitreal injection and surgery, for example vitrectomy, which may be required in severe disease. An intravitreal implant containing dexamethasone is an option for macular edema. So thanks for listening to this episode on diabetic retinopathy. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. And I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about hypertensive retinopathy.